0: how can I overcome fear foods? If this is a question you have, you are in the right place because in this episode, I'll be giving you practical tips to challenge your fear foods. When it comes to fear, one of the most prominent lessons I've learned on my own journey is that you cannot overcome fear by thinking about how you're going to overcome fear. The key to overcoming fear of any kind whether that be in eating disorder sort of recovery or doing anything else that skills you in life is to take action. But this is of course a catch 22 because taking action is the very thing you feel. So, what can you do to make the taking of action just a little less scary? Well, right now I'm going to take action and get into this episode from which you'll walk away with a comprehensive understanding of the science behind fear as well as practical tips and tools to overcome your fear foods for good. It is possible to enjoy all foods without guilt so keep on listening to learn how welcome to live label free the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Serra, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. In order to understand fear foods and how we can overcome them, we must first understand fear. Fear. Fear is a primal emotion that is designed to protect us from threats. When we perceive danger, our sympathetic nervous system is triggered and reacts using our fight, flight, or freeze response. This response starts in the amygdala, a small part of your brain located in the brainstem. The human brain, as we know it, actually evolved from the brainstem, and in fact, some animals, such as reptiles, only have a brainstem, so for this reason, our brainstem is often referred to as the reptilian brain. Our reptilian brain is responsible for anything that has to do with survival. Think thoughts about food, safety, sex, that is all your brainstem. When your survival brain feels threatened, it reacts without consulting the cerebral cortex, which is also known as the logical part of your brain. Staying alive is the main goal of our biological nature and does not require executive functioning, so any kind of logical thinking is overridden if your safety is put at risk. When your brain perceives danger, it will want you to get the hell out of the danger zone. There's no time for messing around and consulting the rational brain first. But what does all of the science have to do with eating disorders and few foods? Well, when you are malnourished, your survival brain perceives there is a food scarcity and thinks you need to migrate to where there is enough food. I explain this migration theory in full detail in my seven-part Adapted to flee Famine Hypothesis series, so I recommend going back and listening to all of those episodes to learn everything you need to know about the biology of Anorexia. Why the adapted to flee famine hypothesis is so relevant when it comes to understanding fear is that for a migrating mammal, stopping for food would lessen the chances of making it to the abundant lands. So when you get mad at people who try to make you eat, it totally makes sense from a biological perspective. It's the same reason why you feel compelled to compare and why it often feels rewarding when other people eat more than you as your primal brain simply considers this a heightened opportunity to reach an abundance of food before them. Of course, rationally, you know there is no food famine. But remember, your brain doesn't. There is no time to waste when it comes to survival. When you are engaging in eating of behaviors, your amygdala is constantly eliciting a fear response and you are constantly activating that sympathetic nervous system. This constant state of anxiety also helps explain why you may not feel physically hungry, which can make eating feel all that more, quote-unquote, wrong. When you are in your sympathetic nervous system, hunger cues are shut off as they would act as a distraction in a situation of real danger. I mean, if you were faced by a tiger in the wild, all of your body's energy would go into making sure that you run away from that tiger as fast as you can. To go further with this tiger example, I believe it acts as a great metaphor in illustrating that you're not actually afraid of the food. If you see that tiger, you will probably feel fear, but are you actually afraid of the tiger? You may think you are, but in reality, what you are most likely afraid of is the unpredictability of what the tiger may do to you. It's the uncertainty that triggers the fear response, not the tiger itself. Just think about it this way. As soon as you're in a zoo and that tiger is behind glass or in a cage, you're not afraid anymore. The same goes for fear foods. We often think we're afraid of the food itself, but it isn't the cupcake or the brownie we're afraid of. Rationally, we know it's not going to attack us. What we are really afraid of is the uncertainty around the act of eating that cupcake or that brownie or whatever else it is that your eating of brain tells you is off-limits. We're afraid of change and what can happen if we do something different. And this is what can make it especially difficult for autistic individuals to recover from an eating disorder when they aren't given the proper guidance or tools. Because as any autistic person knows, we cling to our routine for the very reason of avoiding change. Have you listened to my free audio training yet? If not, you have got to get your booty over to my website right now and download the audio training Three Steps to Recovery from an Eating Disorder as an Autistic Person. If there is one question I get asked the most when it comes to autism and eating disorders, it's whether or not I believe it's harder for an autistic person to recover from an eating disorder. The fact that this is such a common question is really no surprise as autistic traits are often the root cause of the disordered eating behaviors. I believe my own eating disorder was simply a manifestation of my autism. Obsessive interests, the need for predictability and routine, difficulty with change, being sensitive, as soon as you mix food and exercise into this autistic assemblage of traits, it's literally a recipe for an eating disorder. So then how does an autistic individual approach recovery from an eating disorder? Well, that is exactly what you will learn in my free audio training. While listening, you'll be guided through three simple steps to give you the clarity and confidence you need to use your autism to your advantage in recovery. It's like having a private coaching session with me on demand. To listen to the free training, all you have to do is head over to livelabelfree.com forward slash free dash audio training and you'll be on your way to learning the skills to fully recover from an eating disorder as an autistic person. Achieving a state of full recovery from an eating disorder will be a different journey than for someone who is not autistic but that doesn't mean it has to be harder. I did it which means you can too. Now let's get back to today's episode. Another reason why the idea of eating certain foods can bring up fear is because maybe you're afraid that once you do eat a specific food, you will open the floodgates to binging. In turn, this brings up another fear, which is the fear that you will never stop eating and just gain weight forever. I have written several blog articles diving into how to overcome these fears specifically, so if you're interested in reading those, just send me a DM on Instagram at livelabelfree and I'll send you the links right away way. Understanding how our biology of feel affects our thoughts about food can be very helpful in eating disorder recovery because it allows us to take the power away from the feel food itself and thus opens the opportunity to finally challenge the feel. It gives us the power back. Just like in the tiger example, the fear is not caused by the animal or the object itself, but rather the uncertainty around the object. So, in order to overcome a fear foods, just like overcoming the fear of tigers we just talked about, you need to take away that uncertainty. You need to build a safety net, in this case, a sense of certainty around fear foods. So, how do you do that? You take away any and every unpredictable aspect that could potentially surround the situation in which you know you will tackle a few food. When I was ill, I remember I would always say, tomorrow I'll eat a brownie or tomorrow I'll eat a proper meal, but then it was the end of tomorrow and I hadn't done it just because I hadn't set myself up for success. When you are surviving with an eating disorder, you are enslaved to rigid rituals and routines that may again be rooted in autism. But whether you're autistic or not, breaking the eating disorder specific routines is absolutely essential if you want to achieve for recovery. As hard as it is, you need to make a conscious effort to change and doing so in a way that's not overwhelming is exactly what I do with clients doing one-on-one coaching and also what I guide you to in my Extreme Hunger course. One specific method I often use in coaching is the same method Olympic athletes use before they win, and that is visualization. In order to break your disordered routines and conquer your fears, you need to get crystal clear on the situation in which you will be doing so and visualization helps you achieve this. What Olympic athletes do is they literally imagine themselves crossing the finish line before even doing so in real life. So when they actually have to do it, it's not anything new for their brain. The reason why our safe foods feel safe is because our brain knows the outcome of eating them. We have eaten them so many times before that there are no longer elements of uncertainty surrounding those foods. When eating a few food for the first time, it creates that fight, flight, or freeze response we talked about because it's different and uncertain and you've never done it before. The good news is that you can quote-unquote trick your brain into thinking that it's not the first time and you do this through visualization. Several studies have been conducted to explore what happens in the brain when someone is visualizing a certain experience versus actually doing it. With advanced brain imaging techniques such as magnetic resonance imaging, also known as MRI, scientists have found that when you visualize something, the same parts of the brain activate as when you were actually doing the thing. This means that intentional visualization has virtually the same effect on the neural pathways in your brain as if you were really engaging in the activity in real life. I mean, how cool is that? Are you ready to kick extreme hunger to the curb and finally feel satisfied in every sense of the word? Well, you are in luck because I have created the world's very first course that teaches you exactly how to beat extreme hunger and overcome all of the challenges that come with it. Whether you wanna learn how to get rid of mental hunger, heal your digestive issues, accept weight gain, let go of food guilt, or all of that and more, My course, Extremely Hungry to Completely Satisfied, is the all-in-one resource I wish I had during one of the scariest periods of my life. Full of video presentations, lessons, and worksheets, my course combines scientific research with years of personal experience to yield a step-by-step framework that provides you with tangible action steps. People who have worked through the course have regained their periods, let go of food guilt, and completely shifted their mindset to come from a place of fear and scarcity to a newfound love for life, all in just eight weeks. The best part is, I am so confident that this course is exactly what you need to achieve a life of freedom that I offer a 100% satisfaction, risk-free guarantee. Meaning, if you go through the course, put in the work, and don't get any results, I'll give you a full refund, no questions asked. So truly, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Enroll in my Extreme Hunger course today by clicking the link in the description below or visiting the link livelabelfree.com forward slash extreme dash hunger dash course. That's livelabelfree, like the name of this podcast, dot com forward slash extreme dash hunger dash course. I am beyond excited for you to let go of a life that revolves around food and instead gain a life that revolves around your life. After all, you've only got one. Now, let's get back to today's episode. When it comes to your visualization, it's important to engage all of the senses, such as where you will be, what it will smell like, what sounds may be present, and anything else you think will be involved during the conquering of a specific field food. It is super important to get as clear as possible on every detail when you are imagining this because it means more neural pathways will be activated and thus your brain will be more familiar with the experience when you actually take action and eat the food. I will now list some questions you can use as a guide to help gain utmost clarity during your visualization. Where will I be? Who will I be with? What will I be wearing? What time will it be? Where will I buy the food? What will the food be? What does it taste like? Along with conquering the fear food beforehand through this visualization exercise, another practical tip I want to give you when it comes to reducing anxiety around eating is to take slow, deep breaths. When you take slow, deep breaths right before you face a few food, you are switching out of your sympathetic nervous system and into your parasympathetic nervous system, also known as rest and digest mode. Just as the name suggests, Being in rest and digest mode allows you to feel more restful and at peace when conquering the feel food and it also helps you to avoid painful digestive issues that often come with recovery. I've worked with so many individuals at this point that have applied these methods to their life and time and time again, they've overcome not only their fears, but they have made massive progress on their journey to full recovery. As I always say, Full recovery is 100% possible for anyone, but you must be fully committed to putting in the work. No one can recover for you, but I can be there to listen, understand, and guide you on your journey to freedom. I have been where you are now and I do the work I do today to help you get to the other side. If you are interested in learning more about working with me, simply head over to livelabelfree.com and you can view all of my services including free trainings, coaching packages, as well as my extreme hunger course. There is a light at the end of the tunnel my friend. Now go and follow it!